Foundation's That Matter podcast. I'm John Harris. We're going to talk a little bit about the situation with uh, Vody Bauckham running for the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, or so some people are saying, speculating on, wondering about. Uh, there's been a uh, an article that I think just explains this from a few days ago, right now almost a week ago, in the Christian Post, and I'll go over some of that. And I'll talk about some of the pushback and just get my thoughts on it. Uh, I've had I don't know how many people, a lot of people sending me uh, this particular article, and um, and I did email uh, Vody, and uh, it, it, this article is accurate. That's all I want to say is that this article is accurate, and I think if, if Vody Bauckham is going to run for the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, you'll hear about it in time. So we're not going to go through the speculations uh, about if it's a for sure thing or any of that. Just, you know, he's already made a statement. I think it's a, a pretty pretty clear statement, and there, there is uh, a possible barrier he mentions, and, and so we'll talk about that. And, uh, but I, I want to talk a little bit about what this could mean, too. And, and so I know for, this isn't for everyone. This is for mostly those in the Southern Baptist Convention who really would love to see the Southern Baptist Convention return to orthodoxy. And they're afraid of the slide, that it keeps sliding down. But, um, but they're not sure, you know, is this, is this a possible way forward? So I'll, I'll give you some of my thoughts on that. For whatever that's worth. I did want to mention first, though, uh, speaking engagements. If you live in the Austin, Texas area, I would love to see you this weekend, March uh, 12th. Uh, I'll be at Christ Fellowship Church, uh, McLean Street in Taylor, Texas. And you can RSVP at rightresponseministries.com. That's rightresponseministries.com. Not like I'm going to get to Texas probably all that often. So I uh, would love to see you there. A.D. Robles is also going to be with me, Pastor Joel Webbin. And then the next day, I'll be preaching at Covenant Bible Church in Georgetown, Texas. So both right outside of uh, the uh, the Austin area. They're, they're suburbs of Austin, as I understand it. And uh, looking forward to that. Uh, actually, for, for once, my, my wife is going to be with me. Normally, I go to places myself uh, just because it, it is a lot of travel. But uh, we're looking forward to going together this time. And so if you're in that area, we'd love to see you. And then, of course, I'll be in Idaho um, you can get the details at worldviewconversation.com, March 18th uh, through the 20th, and and then Arizona, and then California. Uh, I just added that, San Diego, uh, and then uh, Maryland, Michigan in June. So uh, check it out, uh, worldviewconversation.com. I'm adding places uh, all the time and would love to see you. One of the things, that, and it's not on my speaking engagements, I was just going to mention, I am flying out to a church in May for one weekend just to help. Uh, it's I guess it's a larger Southern Baptist church, and it's really just to help them understand what's happening in their denomination, why the threat of social justice is is, is a threat. And, uh, and, and so this isn't something that's open to everyone, but it is something that uh, I'm helping a church out with, which I, I you know, there's a sense of, of um, of fulfillment in that for me. Uh, I mean, all this is, uh, and that's not the reason I'm doing it ultimately. It's it's because I, I believe the Lord has made an opportunity here and his gospel's being challenged, his ethics are being challenged, the very foundation of revelations being challenged. But there is a fulfillment when uh, someone's helped. I, I guess that's the teacher in me. I like to see the light bulb go on. I like to see people understand. I like to see people change their lives because they understand something to be true. And so a lot of that's happening, and it just uh, it, it causes me a, a great amount of joy when I see that. Uh, it is it is labor intensive. Uh, it is um, a, a lot of uh, wearing masks on planes, <laughs> uh, 
but uh, it's it's enjoyable. And I love meeting you. I love meeting the people out there that are faithful, that are curious, uh, that are fighting the good fight. So many of you that I've met online, really, through uh, messaging back and forth and commenting on things, and I, I get to see you in person. So I'm just looking forward to that. It's a great joy, and it is fulfilling, and um, it's uh, it's something that's going to be happening here real soon. So I just wanted to let you know, and that's it. So let's get into what's going on uh, with Vody Bakum and all that. Let's start with what we know, right? So uh, publicly available information here. Vody Bakum says he's been asked to accept a nomination for SBC president. And uh, it goes through some of the details of this. And this is the, the re- nugget you need to pull from this, you know, whether or not he's going to run. He says, Article 8 of the SBC's Constitution requires that all officers of the SBCs must be members of Baptist churches cooperating with this convention. But Article 2 says it is the purpose of the convention to provide a general organization for Baptists in the United States and its territories for the promotion of Christian missions at home and abroad and any other uh, objects such as Christian education, benevolence, enterprises, and social services, which it may deem proper and advisable for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. So, but Bauckham says, My sending church, the church I planted, has always been, has always practiced regenerate resident church membership. Unfortunately, this is not common practice in many SBC churches. As such, we have always believed that missionaries sent to the field need to join local churches in order to be shepherded properly. Unfortunately, since the SBC is an American entity, that means missionaries who leave the USA must either practice non-resident membership, which I am convinced is unbiblical, or join a local church and be technically outside the SBC while being counted as SBC missionaries. Bauckham calls the situation a huge problem in foreign missions. And this is somewhat the situation he's in. So the crux of it is this. Can he run for SBC president if he has a sending church that is Southern Baptist, but he himself could not it was he was prevented from planting a southern baptist church because he doesn't live in the united states now i think he's probably got some moral high ground on this uh, because it, it seems like kind of a ridiculous rule it's uh you know why couldn't someone who's sent from a southern baptist church went to a southern baptist school is keeping in in line with the values the the, the theological beliefs of the southern baptist convention but is prohibited because of geographically where they are from planting an actual SBC affiliate church, you know, why should they be prevented from running for president? That's, that's the issue here. And so he, he's wondering about whether he's eligible if he's technically not a member uh, at the church that he planted because he couldn't be. Yet his church that's funding him, the church he was sent by, is SBC. You can see how that might there might be some gray area there, and, and I'm not sure all the ins and outs of that, but that seems to be uh, possibly here the holdup. If if he was to run, he might have to challenge this or at least get a clarification, figure out whether or not this does prohibit him or doesn't. So that's, from what I understand, being worked out right now, and uh, it's being thought through, and really everything here um, is is the truth. This is where things are at. So no need to try to speculate beyond this at this point. Just that's what that's what he's publicly said, and and it would be great. Now there there are there are some people um, posting things. This is from from Tom Buck. For those who don't know, he's a, a, a SBC pastor who is very involved with uh, G3 and uh, seen as one of the more conservative pastors in the convention. 
And so he posted, I'm going to be off for a few days on March 3rd, but before I go, I leave you with this. And it's it's a like a Batman kind of uh, signal for Vody Bauckham. It's a profile of Vody Bauckham. And, and then he says, for whatever reason, people took this meme as me dropping a hint from CBN that Vody Bauckham was running for SBC president. That was never the case. I certainly will. So, so anyway, stuff like this is causing some people to, to speculate and be confused and like, well, you know, reading into things. I, I would just... Is what he says, right? So let's just go with what he's saying here and uh, just assume he's being honest and he, he just is proclaiming his desire that Vody Bauckham would be uh, either, I guess, I don't even know because it's he doesn't really say in the post, but that there should be some influence from Vody Bauckham somewhere that we need him, right? So, um, so, so he's not saying that he's necessarily running and, and we shouldn't assume that, but that possibility, that door is definitely open. And so that's something to pray about. Pray for Vody, uh, that he would have wisdom. Pray for those around him, giving him advice. Uh, pray for the Southern Baptist Convention. And I will give you my thoughts at the end as to whether this would be a significant or a, um, a, a possible path to victory for the conservative, more orthodox crowd. Now, there's been some pushback to the suggestion, the mere suggestion that Vody Bauckham would run for SBC president. Let, let's let's end with this because this one is crazy. Uh, let's start with with this one, and it's so minor, right? There's hardly any, there's like eight likes on Twitter, but this was highlighted in an article which uh, which you can read by the way at Servants and Heralds, which is which is more of a conservative type uh, leaning, I should say, blog in the Southern Baptist Convention. And Jay Adkins, uh, who I think isn't Jay Adkins. Okay, I'm not. I don't want to speculate here. I, I feel like I recognize this guy. <laughs> And from like um, SBC Voices or something, but I just don't know that, he, I don't know if he is in SBC Voices. It doesn't say on his profile, but anyway, this, this man speculated uh, or, or said, I should say he said, lots of talk right now about Vody Bauckham possibly being nominated to serve as SBC president. I'm a bit confused. Does anyone know what SBC church he is a member of and what is the relationship he has with it? I thought he lived overseas. And so this, I think, is just the reason I'm sharing it is because this is going to be one of the things if Vody does run, it's going to be one of the drum beats. He's not eligible. He lives overseas uh, and you can't be a member of an SBC church, uh, I guess, if you live overseas or you'd have to retain some membership in the United States, which Vody doesn't see as biblical. So uh, that that is one objection that you're going to see brought up more and more if this uh, narrative uh, gets heightened and if of course if Vody does decide to, to actually run uh, and then you have this guy uh, Danny Slavich who's a uh, he teaches at the let's see he's an adjunct professor at uh, I guess that would be the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary it looks like I'm not sure I'm not sure actually it doesn't seem to be clear PhD from Midwestern Baptist he just says adjunct professor doesn't say where so uh, but he's a church planner. He's with the SBC. And, and for those who, I guess, are on Twitter, which I'm not anymore, but used to be, he's he's one of the guys on the more progressive side of the Southern Baptist Convention, kind of pushing uh, pushing things, pushing the slide, we'll say. And this is what he says. He says, eligibility questions for the SBC presidency aside, Bodie Bauckham has shown himself to be more divisive than unifying. This is going to be another line of attack. If his best-selling book is any indication... And so he published, he, he has a blog that he had written previously about SB, about Bodie Bauckham's book and how, and I think I talked about this at the time when I was talking about objections to, to Bodie's book. 
He says the upshot, and he quotes, I think himself here, instead of pitting brother and sisters with basically the same theological beliefs against one another, Bauckham would have done better to help us build a church that can handle the shaking. And so it's, it's so funny to me. It's so weird to me. I'll, I'll just being honest with you here. I, the ability, especially of Southern Baptists to do this, I know progressives do this constantly, but the Southern Baptists are, they're particularly good at this. Uh, I was at Southeastern when I saw the flip. I saw things trend towards this critical race theory narrative and heightened, heightened, heightened. And then after Trump was elected, it was like, go. And it was crazy. It was crazy what I saw uh, on campus at that time. And a lot of that, from what I understand, is the, the, it's the, the dialectic has kind of, th think, not, not like anything has evened out. If anything, conservative professors have left. But because there's been such an attack on critical race theory, it's like new, different words are used. Things have gone underground. Students are, aren't allowed to record. That's the situation. But so, so I, I, it's not like they, they're not going more conservative by any stretch. But what's happened is the very people who initiated this, pushed this whole narrative, the professors at Southern and Southeastern, especially who are pushing this hard, all of a sudden it's like they, either silence or they, the fingers start pointing at the other side. Well, if you object to what I'm saying, you're the one who's divisive. You're the one who's being mean by calling a brother a false teacher or identifying false teaching. You're the one who has the problem and you're dividing Christ's church. And we need unity. And there's this call for unity, unity, unity. When it's there, it's, it's, it's a case of projection. They're the ones who are dividing the church, who initiated this whole thing, who uh, not in a revival way from the church to the academy, but from the academy, from the secular academy to the seminary to the church, have brought in these secular pagan ideas and it's caused a wedge. And then they're saying that anyone who would point out that there's a wedge there or would leave a church over it or something, they're the ones that are dividing it. It's uh, not biblical because any case in scripture where someone brings in false teaching, they're seen as the divisive ones. It's not those who are holding to orthodoxy, okay? Uh, but yet you have another case here where Danny Slavich, uh, who's, a, uh, I don't know if he's teaching at SBC school, but he's, certain, he's on the uh, the payroll for, I guess, the SBC as a church planner. He is repeating this mantra once again. Uh, look, Vody's not causing division. Vody's responding. And if anything, Vody's re response, some could probably interpret as delayed almost. That, you know, this has been going on for years before Vody even wrote a book on it, which is fine. It's that, you know, does it not... He can write a book whenever he wants. Uh, it's it's I'm not, that's not a critique. I'm just saying, like, if anything, you know, there's there's some patience and grace and just forbearance here. And then finally, okay, there's a divide, fault lines. There's fault lines here. Let's point it out. Let's identify it. Let's talk about it. And that's causing division. No, no, no. The, the division's already there. He's identifying it. He's, he's describing it. He's helping people interpret it. And it is due to some false teaching. So. This this dog doesn't hunt, but that's what um, that's another line of attack is that Vody's divisive because he dared say that there's division and there is. Now here's one. Now I, my understanding is Phil Vischer deleted this thread, <laughs> which doesn't really surprise me. I guess maybe and and, I, and I'll get to this in a minute whether or not that's a sign of public opinion is not in his favor. I don't know, but um, Phil Vischer, creator of Veggie Tales, those. 
how, how most people would probably know him, but totally woke now. And I mean, I've seen even, uh, I saw a corporate, I forget, it was a company, secular company using Phil Vischer's Race in America video to train their people on implicit bias training. And you know, not even a Christian company. I mean, that's kind of how far to the left he's gone. He has veered so far. He's, he's way out in like Siberia at this point. It's just so far out there uh, that it, it's, it's shocking almost to, to people who thought of him as this bastion of, of Christian uh, culture. I mean, he's, I remember books, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Nancy Pierce, I have a book back there where she, she has a section on Vischer and you know, how, how influential Vischer is with VeggieTales and how good this is, Christians and culture, and now it's like, whoa. Um, now, some of you, you, I know you didn't like VeggieTales from the beginning, so I, I, just a shout-out, I, I, I see you, I know you're there. Uh, but regardless, this isn't VeggieTales anymore, right? This is, this is pure leftism, and, and Vischer has just gone off the deep end. And, and this is what he said about uh, Vody. First, he says, uh, he compares it to a Candace Owens presidency. He said that his pre Bakken's presidency would be no more than a Candace Owens presidency. He doesn't speak for many African-American Christians, says the white man, Phil Vischer, which is it's, it, funny that it, it's like, is he breaking his own rules? And, and the answer is no, because you have to understand that in critical race theory, it, there is a, uh, to have any standpoint of, epistemological knowledge, the, the knowledge from your standpoint, from your social location. You have to be politically engaged. I talk about this in Christianity and social justice, religions and conflict. And by the way, you can get that now in Audible. You can listen to it if you don't have the time to read it. But I talk about this. Uh, you have to be politically engaged. So if you are a minority, ethnically, racially, and you uh, don't go along with the political narrative that the sociologists, the leftists, the elites want you or think you should go along with, then you lose your status in a sense. You are no longer speaking for, representing the social location you come from because it requires political engagement. And of course, you know which direction that political engagement runs in. So Vody said, this is just the way they all think. And so I understand like dunking on these guys, like, oh, like you don't, you don't support black voices or whatever. Like it doesn't actually phase them. You gotta understand this. It, it can be some, it may be somewhat rhetorically effective if you're, if you're carefully pointing out that there is a hypocrisy of some kind here, but you have to get to the root of the argument or the assumption that they have. The assumption they have is you must be politically engaged on behalf of your racial group if in order to be enabled to speak for their plight and to speak about justice for them. So if you're not concerned with the plight of your racial group and you're not politically engaged in that fight, then you're down with the struggle. You are not a representative for them. In fact, you're a tool of the other side. You're oppo. And, and this, is, this is where we have to engage it with them. And it's very difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's hard to think of how to even approach this, really. It's just, but you have to understand they're just in a different paradigm than most of us are. And, and so... Uh, you have to show that uh, actually, you know, Vody Bakum does, he is concerned for his, his racial group. Uh, he does, in fact, he's in Africa, point that out. He's, he's, he literally went to Africa and he wanted to be involved there. He cried when he got there because of the connection he has. That's a beautiful thing. That's something I think we shouldn't shy away from that. And, and um, th there is something significant to that. 
And so Vody does care for the people that have that common uh, tie with him, racially speaking. Uh, and he and, and of course, there's many cultural differences where he is in Zambia, I'm sure. But uh, with with and he's talked about that, but he wants to help. He wants to help the people there. Um, and he cares. He cares about the church, but he also cares about uh, the people that he has that connection to. And so he is engaged in helping their plight. And so, you know, how dare Phil Vischer minimize what Bodhi Bakum is doing for uh, people that look more like him in some ways and people that he has a, 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 a cultural or a, um, a probably more like a racial tie to in some way. Uh, so, so he is engaged, and you don't have to be uh, on the left to be engaged. In fact, in fact, if you're on the left, maybe you're the pawn of white, mostly elites, who want to use, and mostly the Democratic Party, who want to use these groups uh, as voter blocks for to enrich themselves. Uh, and, and what have they done for these inner these inner city areas where they've controlled for how many years are still just as bad as they are? They're worse than they've ever been, actually. Chicago is, is, is terrible. Um, so why not? And it's not just Chicago, obviously. It's, it's, it's Philadelphia. It's, it's so many of these inner cities where Democrats have been running the show and they've been relying on the black vote. What have they done for these people? So, you know, that's, that's probably more where you're going to get close to where the battle actually lies. It really is a right or wrong, you know, who's actually doing things that matter and that work and that are helpful for this community that is impoverished and that that's really where where the battle probably is going to be more um so that that's the assumption behind most of this and it, i'm not saying phil vischer personally i'm just saying this is this is baked into it this is just it, it's a, it's group think they all really people who buy into critical race theory they all think this way and and so that will be another line of attack uh, that he doesn't represent black voices. And, and you, all you have to do is a poll, you know, in the Southern Baptist Convention, if you, you know, had the money to do it, uh, how many people who identify as black want Vody Bauckham? And if you have the majority that doesn't want Vody Bauckham, then you can say, you can start to smear him, that he's not really black or something like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's something that... Um, it's it, it just it's the way that these people think it's it's a hump to that it, it's very difficult to get over because it's so ingrained in them uh, but hey someone might have a plan that the majority isn't accustomed to considering that may be better for them and and that's that's the the, the door we have to open somehow uh, and I'm curious, you know, write in the comments uh, comment section if you have another way of, of approaching this. I just, I know the dunking on these guys and just, it, it just makes them more ingrained. I just know, hey, like you don't support black voices. I guess you're a hypocrite. I, I, I know, I get it. I, I I think there is some effectiveness in saying that somewhat, but it's just, I'm just trying to say, I'm not saying not to say that. I'm just saying it's not the heart of, of the issue with these guys. Let's go on with this Phil Vischer thread though. He says, that he would be a Candace Owens presidency. So he's bashing Candace Owens here. Candace Owens doesn't speak for African-Americans, right? Uh, and then he says, um, his views are very unpopular among most black Christians. There you go. It's the, it's the democracy thing, right? His audience is overwhelmingly conservative white Christians. Not much progress likely to come from that. So you know what he's saying? He's like, Vody, you're just a tool of white people. You're, you're adopting their views. They'll benefit from you. This is 
from. You know, you can hear the assumption, you know, the, the insinuation this would be an extension of the racism. That's <laughs> already supposedly there. And, and Vody's just, you know, he's not going to help the situation. Why? Because you have to do something politically on the left to be considered a legitimate black voice and to make progress. No progress made in the inner cities where these uh, leftists are implementing all their policies, but that's, that's the assumption. And it's just an assumption. You got to understand it's just an assumption. There is no, it's vacuous. It could, that, that's what you can attack. You can topple that. But that's, that is what they think. No other words. None of the African-American pastors who left the SBC last year would come back for Bauckham. It would reinforce why they left. You can only be black in the SBC if you adopt white beliefs about social issues. And Dwight McKissick says, there's a kernel of truth here. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he adopts white beliefs about social issues. And so um, Vischer apparently deleted this thread. And some said, uh, or some speculated, you know, it must be because people were dunking on him. They were just, he was getting so much pushback for this. And if that's the case, what does that mean? How do we interpret that? And I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I've encouraged Christians, don't believe Twitter. Don't look at Twitter. Don't, don't, Twitter tends to be a leftist echo chamber. So that being said, then if Vischer's being raked through the coals for this, then does that mean that the tide has turned in a way? Does that, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, sometimes too on Twitter, I know back when I was on it, you can have like buried in a thread someone's post that not a lot of people saw and then it can create a firestorm where other people are just retweeting it and but it, it doesn't it, it's it comes it, the way the algorithms work it only comes across the news feeds from the people who are reposting it so I, it could be that it's one of those things and it's not reflective of much but you know some people are hopeful maybe the tide's turning maybe vischer has got to hide his beliefs now more um i don't know that that's the case i'm skeptical of that but that is some some of the hope that's out there let's talk about this one this was this is the most ridiculous so, so it's lines of attack so far right he's not eligible that's that's the first thing. Uh, you know, he can't because he's in Africa. He can't he can't run for SBC president. Um, and then the second one is, you know, he's divisive. You know, it's the you're in big meanie. And then the third one is you're a racist. Right. And these are they just it's the same ones. Vischer didn't say that explicitly, but that's what he's implying. Uh, so not eligible. Um, you're you know, divisive racist. Those are going to be probably the three lines of attacks and they're already emerging. This is a crazy, and I can't, I can't read this whole thing because I don't want to drag you through the mud, but Baptist News Global, not to be confused with Baptist Press, though I think it used to be called something Baptist Press. It's so, it's so confusing, but this is Baptist News Global, which is not affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention, but yet, that yet it is a Baptist news website. Uh, plagiarism is the least thing to worry about with Vody Bakum, who is a threat to children, women, and daughters. So this would be a fourth line of attack. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try to just artfully, we'll, we'll read the intro and then we'll, we'll, we'll just try to go through this and give you some nuggets because I don't want to drag you through all of this. It's not worth our time. But he says, after Baptist News Global broke the news that Vody Bauckham was being asked to accept a nomination to become president uh, of the Southern Baptist Convention, the Theo Bros could hardly contain their excitement, which is, it's a pejorative against guys who really care about things like complementarianism and theology and they're just uptight puritanical types and and he says so one of the i guess this is a theo bro he says owen strand tweeted what Vody saw 10 years ago 
among evangelicals still refuse to see. A decade ago, with little support, Bodhi stood up and named the approaching monster. He dared to speak. He sacrificed popularity, position, and money to tell the truth. Recognize a warrior when you see one. He went on to prophesy 200 years from now, no one who studies church history will know the names of the woke critics of Odibakum, but they'll know Bodhi's name. They'll know it because of the God he faithfully proclaimed in faithless times. Be assured of that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, um, let me read the next sentence. Of course, Bakum himself has similarly swooned over Strand in his review of Strand's book, Christianity and Wokeness, saying, Few men possess the mix of intellect, winsomeness, academic rigor, pastoral sensitivity, and raw courage that drips from every page of this book. Strand, a former president of the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, is a vocal complementarian. Uh, all right, so so let's just before notice what he's doing in this article before we even start. He's setting up here. Look at this over the top, uh, almost like I don't know. I don't want to say the word worship because it, that's over the top, but. It's it's a it, it's kind of like a hero worship. Like like look at this over the top language of like Bodhi's the hero, to you know assurances that two hundred years from now people will know the name of Bodhi Bakum. He sacrificed. I'll be honest with you. This there's some truth to this. Yes. Uh, I mean I, I saw the panel. What is it from 2014 or so with Bodhi Bakum and I think um, man who was a Habiti Anabwile and there's a number of other kind of woke guys and. If I'm not mistaken, Ed Stetzer, I think, was like uh, the one that was hosting it, and he, Bodhi, like, was the only one who dissented from the narrative. So I, I totally, I believe, yeah, Bodhi is absolutely courageous, and in fact, uh, I'm going to get to at the end why, what we should probably do, or what conservatives who are in the Southern Baptist Convention should do, uh, and one of them is to really highlight the courage that Bodhi has, and for the dark times we're entering. Bodhi is courageous. He's a man. You can't, you can't argue with that. He's a man. Uh, that being said, this is kind of over the top. <laughs> Speculating about 200 years from now. And stuff, you know, I understand, though. You just want to support him. But this sets it up for a guy like Rick uh, Pidcock, which is his name, to really try to, to show, to, to try to cast the, the pro Bacham side uh, as just being out of touch with reality. Uh, that they're they're so just unhinged, and uh, they're they they there's a hero worship, a celebrity appeal. You know, it's it's not substantive, and uh, and he zooms in on really the thing they like. Really, the thing they like is that Vodi is this raging patriarchal figure. So this will be the other line of attack. That it's it's the people who like patriarchy and really like to oppress women, you know, like like Owen, right? You know, they they shout from the housetops the the greatest, most grandiose praises for Vody Bakum because they're both interested in the same thing, and that's oppressing women. That's kind of that's the gist of this article. Uh, he says, but despite Strand and Bakum's love fest for one another, not everyone is fantasizing about Bakum's potential rise. So again, fantasizing. That's what he's trying to do. Is like these guys are out of touch. So I don't know. Maybe you could put that in a fifth category. Eh. People who you know like Bakum don't really know him. They don't know. They're just they're they're giving him almost inhuman abilities. Like he's some superhero, right? The Batman Flash is going off. Uh, uh, you know, two hundred years from now, they'll only remember Bakum. They won't remember his critics. You know, he's 
he gave up all this stuff. He he's the warrior for our time, and and that's just they just don't know him because he's 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 a regular person. That that's that's what he's trying to tap into. It's like these people don't know him. Here, I'll tell you what he's really like. I'll give you the sources. I'll give you the quotes. So this is what the rest the rest of what he does here is. Bakken peddles ignorant, violent power over children. Guess what that looks like? Here's, I'll just give you a little clip. Bakum says, people who, in a sermon, people who don't believe in original sin don't have children. That's a viper in a diaper. The angry cry happens early. The demanding cry happens early. The stiffening up of the body, that happens early. One of the reasons God makes them so small is so that they won't kill you. And one of the, the reasons he makes them so cute is so that you won't kill them. And by the way, I'm pretty sure I've heard this sermon, or I've heard, maybe he's told it in other contexts, and people laugh. He's joking. He's, this is hyperbole. And everyone knows knows that by his tone, but the, these guys they, they don't they can't take a joke I don't think, and it just becomes you know Bodhi's serious about this you know, like he kill his kids, <laughs> um, and and it, it's just like that that alone and he's got a number of other similar quotes here that you know these get Bodhi in, in trouble he, he thinks of kids are evil and that you know if they had their way they'd kill their parents to get the cookie or whatever it is they want. And this is just the doctrine of total depravity. This is, shouldn't be really a shock or a surprise to people who know that Bodhi is more of a Calvinist. So I, I don't know why this is so shocking to him, but it, you know, this, this is totally against the social justice religion, which assumes that there's an innate goodness in man, especially from those early ages. I mean, he, society hasn't corrupt them yet. But Vodi's saying his point, whole point is that no, they don't need society to corrupt them. They are corrupt. So he says Vodi Bakum peddles ignorant, violent uh, power over women. And so uh, he talks about basically you shouldn't get divorced. There's no grounds for a divorce, even if you're in an abusive marriage. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, that doesn't mean that you can't separate, that you can't get out of harm's way. That you, In fact, I, I wonder, uh, this looks like there's no transcript here, so I can check. I'm sure Vodi would have given those qualifications uh, in this sermon. Um, he, you know, but the idea that divorce, that the only grounds for divorce is adultery uh, would prohibit someone from divorcing in the case of uh, abuse. But that you, could get, you could certainly get a, uh, uh, a separation. You could certainly get out of harm's way, call the police, all that stuff. But he, he wants people to think that Bodhi is just saying, oh, they should just remain in the marriage and keep getting abused. Uh, and violence over daughters, he says. Um, he talks about daughters submitting to their father first to, to learn how to submit more to a husband and calls that, you know, this is all creepy. And that, uh, let's see. Um, he, so, so, yeah, I mean, there's one thing here. I, I don't know how to even quite make sense of all of this. He talks about something Bacham says in a book. I guess this, what book is this? Um, I'm not sure what book this is from. Let's see here. Oh, no, this is not a book. This is a YouTube video, I guess. So do I. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Bacham, I guess, said at one time, a lot of men are leaving their wives for younger women because they yearn for attention from younger women, and God gave them a daughter who can give them that, and instead they go find a substitute daughter, uh, so I, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case. Uh, but, but he's using quotes like that to try to really smear Bauckham as this really creepy guy who really, you know, what does he think about his daughters? Remember, they did this with Trump too. I remember 
Trump was very complimentary of his daughter's looks and uh, Ivanka, and, and this was one of the things that was kind of used against him. Um, let's see, uh, not that Bakum and Trump are anything close to each other as far as their morality is concerned at all, uh, but, um, but I just remember that same similar uh, narrative being weaved. And and so he tries to take from a blog that one of Odie's daughters wrote uh, some of her regrets about things she supported, I guess, in her teens or something, and that this is a reflection on Vody. And but she even re so, so there's there's some weird speculation here. Let me get to it. Uh, so he says, or she says, that. My dad is not abusive, overbearing ogre who dictated every decision of my life, and that was actually her dad who forced me to get my license and pushed me to get an online degree. And now that she's married, she says, I've never made decisions for myself. And she's taking these cherry picking from the blog that Vody's daughter wrote. And, and this is, listen to this line. Perhaps some of what's going, maybe going on here, is a lack of awareness on Jasmine's part for the depths of abuse she suffered under the dominion of her dad and may still be suffering under her husband with her continued lack of an ability to make decisions for herself. If so, hopefully, she'll eventually begin the process, the healing process of discovering and grieving that through therapy. Shows you where this author's at. You know, he's speculating here. I mean, he's trying to get on Bodhi's case for speculating about the motives of uh, men who leave their wives for younger women, and they, they want attention from a younger women and, and, and this and that. But look, look what he's doing here. He is speculating about... And, and, and actually, he's stating, really, that she needs therapy. His daughter needs therapy because of how abused she's been. And when she says that her dad wasn't abusive or overbearing, it's just uh, the deception that she has. She has deception. She, she doesn't really know the truth. She's being abused. This is just an assumption he has. And, and this is, and, you know, and he talks about, the, will the real Vody Bauckham stand up? Like, so you're, you're not being told who he really is deep down. And if you just read what he has to say, you'll find out. Uh, he says here at the end, that, check this out. Um, Bauckham doesn't need to be nominated for even more power over a denomination that claims to be about family values. He needs to go to therapy. The work of healing he needs to have in order to attack his betrayal of children, women, and daughters is an awakening that he will realize only when he's ready to attack the shell around his inner child and divine feminine within himself. The divine feminine within himself. So this is a, a Rick Piddock uh, went to uh, Bob Jones University, and that's uh, and then he recently completed a Master's of Arts in Worship from Northern Seminary. So this is who Rick Piddock is. Pidcock. Uh, well, well then, um, th this is a self-refutation in a way. It's there's a biggest height of hypocrisy. You don't know the real Vody. Look at all this praise for Vody Bakum. Look at all this over the top, what Owen Strand says. And then the assumptions Rick uh, puts into this and, and assumes about Vody are way beyond anything Owen would even think of. You know, in a positive light, Rick goes to negative extremes. And <laughs> says what he says at the end here. He needs therapy. There's, he needs to get in touch with the inner child and divine feminine within himself. Uh, he's insecure. He's all, all this stuff. And he's just like a psychologist like trying to, you know, go through Vody's writings and, you know, find the real Vody Bakum. Well, I mean, this is just over the top, too. It's, it's only it's more extreme than anything Owen would say in a positive direction. Uh, so, so total hypocrisy on Rick uh, Pidcock's part. 
And then, you know, saying that Bodhi's creepy. Look what he's saying here. Uh, he's reading into the motives of fathers and why they would want a younger woman. But then he reads into the motives of Bodhi's own daughter and how she self-deceived and stuff. I mean, you, you have three fingers pointing back at you when you try this kind of thing. So I, I think this will just be completely dismissed. This is over, this is over the top, truly. And not, this is someone who's got a real ax to grind. This is, this is cherry-picked. This is not good research. Uh, this is just a hack hit piece that really everyone should ignore. Well, why'd you talk about it, John? Well, because be prepared. If, if this does come about, if Bodhi does run, you're going to get this kind of angle. So to review, uh, the angles of attacks are going to be not eligible, uh, big meanie, uh, racist, sexist. Uh, and then also um, that you're, that the, the true Vody is this nefarious character, creepy character, and you're being lied to by all the, the, the praise and hero worship out there for him. So that, those, these are the lines of attack that I see that will be uh, coming. And you, you just got to understand that this is going to be anyone who runs on the conservative side for the Southern Baptist Convention. What did they do to Mike Stone last time? Uh, they, they, they really had, they had a me too moment and they kind of, there, there was a, um, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about things I wasn't there for. I know people who were in the vicinity. Um, so the my, most mild and honest way I can really say this is that they set him up as best as they can and they painted him a certain way and they did it in an ambush and they're going to do that to, to anyone. They're going to paint them. They're going to create, craft a narrative. They're, they're going to, it doesn't matter if they have a pure as the driven snow background and they'll take things out of context. They'll create things that don't exist. They'll put thoughts in the person's mind because for them, it's all about the revolution. And Bodhi is someone who would stop the revolution or at least put a halt to it. He would try to put things, make things go in the opposite direction. So just expect this. It's not unique to Bodhi. Bodhi didn't do anything to deserve any of this. This is, though, what they will do. They will eat you alive. They will destroy you. Uh, they, and anyone who tries to, to lift a finger, uh, they'll ignore you as long as they can until they can't, and then they destroy you, and, and, or they try to. And, um, and I, so, so here's, you know, what do you do about this, John? Like, what's, what's the, what, what do you say? What do you do? Um, let, let's first talk Southern Baptist Convention and then I'll talk about what I what I think if if we're if this is going to happen. This is just for those who want my opinion. If you don't want my opinion, you can shut it off now. This is just my opinion. Total total, you know, John Harris is from from the mind of John Harris here. Vody has a very popular book. Okay, so let's not underestimate that he's he's got star power. That's not a necessarily a, a bad thing in every way, and it's it's certainly something that can be beneficial in this particular situation. Vody goes into the convention if he's going to run, and he's going to bring people with him. And I think that's the key, that honestly. If, if you're—I already said what my thoughts are in the Southern Baptist Convention, right? And, and so people, people know that I, I made the argument after last time, get out. But if you're still in and you want to fight and you think this is the time to do it, this would be probably the best shot. I don't see any path to victory uh, possible except maybe maybe this, and it would be because— Vody has a, and, and I'm not, I'm talking apart from, you know, God can do miracles. There's the grace of God, right? And God can use this. And so I'm, I'm talking pure strategy here uh, from the, from the man's point of view. <laughs> Vody brings in a lot of people. 
possibly. If he speaks, if he challenges, it's going to electrify people in the way that I don't know that anyone else can. And his, his book, Fault Lines, is very popular. Uh, I mean, look at this. You know, even the ratings on Amazon, over 7,408 ratings for, for Fault Lines. I mean, put that in perspective. L look at maybe the next pro probably most popular Christianity and wokeness that, that's uh, also some, you know, against a, a lot of the social justice stuff. I mean, this has a Ford by John MacArthur, and it's only 562 ratings. Um, if you look up uh, my book, Social Justice Goes to Church, let's see here. You know, 310 ratings. Uh, you know, the, to just put things in perspective here. So, I mean, Bodhi is, I mean, it's immensely popular. Immensely. And b because of that, he is going to bring people that say, you know what, I'll, I'll pay to go out there to Anaheim, which is, you know, for most Southern Baptists who are conservative, that's going to be a long way off. But they'll pay to go to be a messenger to see Vody, to support Vody, because they believe in Vody. They know who Vody is. So that, and, and to what extent that exists, I don't know. I'm very skeptical, to be honest with you, that you, you can't win the room. I know that already. You cannot win the room that shows up there, the, the regular attendees. You're going to have to bring in people. You're going to have to unite them, and it's not going to be some flimsy thing. It, it can't be like, you, you can't try to win them over because, well, I don't, you know, we're, we're all complementarian here, or we're all... Uh, we believe in the authority of scripture or something like that, right? Where you can try to like, let's make, build some bridges to people in the room. You're not going to win the room. Uh, you, so, so you, the option is use the leverage that you have with conservative churches. And these are the churches that the rest of the Southern Baptist elites all decry as racist and need to be changed. They need to come in. Those, those churches that are actually orthodox in their theology and want to hold to that, they would have to come in. And I think Vody might be able to make that happen more than anyone else. Okay. So that, that's a positive here. Uh, and and I, w I would be excited to see what that would do. Um, advice. I would say one of the things is don't parrot the left about voting too much. If, if we're conservatives, I think we need to be careful about this. Don't, when the left says we need diversity, we need diversity, we need diversity, don't make that the charging cry. We need diversity, voted Bauckham. Vody Bauckham, we need diversity. I've already pointed out to you in this podcast they don't see it that way, and it's not going to work on them. It won't. You're not convincing anyone on their side, okay? All you're doing is you're getting our side to think in the way the other side thinks. Start to value diversity more and more and more. And I've seen this with conservatives, by the way. I've seen this more and more and more conservatives who feel like they need to get someone who is in a minority position to say what they want to say so that their racist accusations aren't, you know, they, they feel comforted that, they don't have to do it and be called a racist and that this person who's a minority who's saying the same thing, uh, it, it, they, they think of it as it's a harder challenge. How can you accuse them of racism? You know, they're black or whatever. So, but if you know that how the, the, the left thinks, this doesn't move the needle with the left really. So I just think we need to be careful of that a little bit. It's fine to point out hypocrisy. Hey, you know, you, you say you want diversity, you don't want voting. You know, I, I think that's fine, but just don't make that the rallying cry. I think that what the rallying cry needs to be is that Bodhi's a man. Vody's going to, in darker times that are coming, because of threats to religious liberty, what's happening in Canada, uh, we see, you know, the hate crimes legislation, all of that, we need someone who's strong and resolute and orthodox, un, you know, not willing to bend, and, and that, that man is Vody Bauckham. I think that needs to be the rallying cry, that he'll lead the Southern Baptist Convention into the future in, in an orthodox way, he'll, he'll preserve biblical uh, truth, he'll preserve the gospel.
And and that's the that's the big selling point. I think that needs to be the rallying cry because again, you're trying to wake up people in the pew to show up. That's what gets them. That's going to get them way more motivated. Uh, and then um, again, don't believe Twitter. Just don't. I, I would just say don't uh, don't look at what's happening in the Twitter sphere and think of like, well, this represents public opinion necessarily. It just it just doesn't. It does. There is a connection there. It. it because people react to it thinking that it represents public opinion, but it, it, it doesn't. Uh, and then, um, and, and then also with this, I'll just, this is just a little caveat. I, I think, you know, Bodhi's a guy, he's a man, he has flaws, just like everyone has flaws. And so when ta talking about him, probably best to just keep it of this is, this is a, a man. He has been tried and true and look at what he's done in Zambia. Look at how uncompromising he's been. Look at how faithful he's been. Uh, he is the man I want in a foxhole next to me, but not going on the, the the hero worship type of just celebrity type stuff uh, where it, it just gets, you know, you, you don't know the guy, but you're you're saying, you know, all this is over the top praise for him that just it is almost inhuman. I, I would just stay away from that. I think that that um, uh, I think we have we have true things that are demonstrably true publicly available that you can point to and really make the case and really make it good it just weakens the case if you start inserting things that are that are too over the top uh and and so that's just that's just the way i feel about it and and um so i i love Bodie bacham i really do i think he and i'll say this i think he's one of the few men and i, I do mean few in evangelicalism on the upper levels uh, as far as platforming and conference speaking and stuff, who actually has real character on him and bravery. I think he's one of the few. Like like, like a, a very small group, and I think Bodie Bauckham's in that group. Uh, he is someone, uh, and, and this is even through my personal communication with him, I, I find him to be an honest man, a brave man, uh, a man worthy of much respect. And when he knows the truth and he, and he, he knows the right thing to do, nothing's going to stop him from doing it. Uh, he doesn't, popularity is not his driving force. And be honest with you, this, it's the same for a lot of the guys. Like John MacArthur is like this, I think. It's like, uh, Bodie's like this. Um, you, you can't tell me Bodie hasn't had other very attractive deals with his popularity in the United States to come back and live a nice life and do something politically conservative. No, Bodie's staying in, he's been in Zambia. That's He's choosing to be there. Think about the character the lack of he can't be bribed that this is the kind of guy that you want in that position he can't be controlled and that's why they fear him that's what this is all about all the race stuff and all no that's secondary the real what it comes down to is Vody can't be bought he can't be influenced uh in in a negative way they can't control him and when the denomination is supposed to be changing to be more in line with the Great Reset and the liberalizing society we live in, Bodhi is not, he's going to stand firm. He's not going to bend. Scares him. Scares him. What will our reputation be in the minds of, in the eyes of the world? So they're, they're going to do everything to destroy this guy. And the way to stem that is to just proclaim the truth, point out the things that are publicly available and, and are just true about Bodhi. And, it's and and call the other side. Look, they're liars. Look, you guys are, you guys are, are liars. You know we know why you're doing this. You're afraid, and it has nothing to do with a. It's not a black thing, not a white thing. It's a truth thing. You're afraid of the truth. When the light is turned on, the roaches scatter. Um, 
they don't want that light turned on. And, uh, and, and so I think it's a positive thing. Now, even if he wins, which is, I'll be honest, it's a long shot. It's in Anaheim. It's going to be tough. If he wins, if he's able to bring people out because they support him and they, they trust him, it's still going to take, I think Adrian Rogers said in the first conservative research, it takes, takes about a decade. It's going to take a long time to really get this, this train back on track. Uh, if it can be brought back on track. So um, I, I'm not backing down from anything I've said previously about the Southern Baptist Convention and my assessment, but uh, I'm not going to lie and say that this doesn't present a glimmer of hope because it definitely does. This is something that, you know, th that I, I'm open to that possibility that he could, in fact, win the presidency and then start appointing committees, uh, members, and then they can start appointing committee members, and that, that's how it works in the SBC. So... Those are my thoughts for those who were curious about it. Hope that helps in some way uh, for those in the SBC. I uh, just want to say there are many people who have sent me things, and I'm working on it, from the Wesleyans, uh, the Methodists, and then the Lutherans that are, that are, that are happening. And I'm working on getting uh, a Lutheran to come on the show and talk about some of that, and I'm, I'm saving up some stuff for talking about Wesleyans and uh, Methodists. I talk about the SBC a lot. It's the biggest denomination. That's, you know, I went to an SBC school, got contacts in that, but it's not the only denomination going through this. And there's some unsung heroes and brave people outside of this denomination that I, I'd like you to meet and be inspired from. And, and, um, and like Vody, you know, people that are very resolute and that won't bend, and uh, they're, they're true men. And that's what we need more than ever right now is men. And, and that's why I, I think Bodie is a great pick if, if he's able to, uh, to overcome the barrier that... Uh, may be there as far as him being in another country and not being a member of an SBC church. So anyway, uh, God bless everyone. And please come on out if you're in Austin. We'd love to see you uh, this weekend. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.